Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Harbor a season, a prison, and a sword. These are the four metaphors I need to share today's thought with you. I set you free. Lou Smeads was an instructor at Fuller Theological Seminary until his death years back. He wrote a book about forgiveness that has the subtitle, Healing the Hurts We Don't Deserve. That's what we're addressing this week on Daily Devotion, freedom from our past, freedom from hurts, freedom from pain, and unresolved guilt and shame. Here we're not talking about hurts that we deserve. We get that. We touch fire, we get burnt. But sometimes we didn't touch the fire and we still got burnt. Sometimes our best motives turn into our worst hurts. How do we respond at such moments? Well, Luce Meads wrote this, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and to discover that the prisoner was you. Learn the power of these words, I set you free. Forgiving others is what we are taught to do. We are told to forgive others as Christ forgave us. In the Sermon on the Mount, we are taught to pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We cannot harbor unforgiveness. You see, our hearts are like a harbor. We can dock the good ships of the fruit of the Spirit, or we can reserve dock space for rage, resentment, revenge. We don't have room in our hearts for both. You see, you and I are harbor masters. We determine what comes in and what stays and what goes out. Some of us need to say bon voyage to hurtful memories, painful regrets, wounds that just won't heal. And we need to welcome some new arrivals, make new memories, see new accomplishments, and accept and receive fresh healing into our hearts. When I hear people say, Pastor, I just can't forgive that person, I understand exactly what they mean. Indeed, at those moments when someone has hurt you so bad, Indeed, you cannot forgive them. We forgive them as Christ forgave us. You see, in such situations, we have to borrow supernatural power and grace to forgive. That 70 times 7 forgiveness that does not come easy for mankind, but it comes so easy for our gracious God, the one who gives us fresh mercies each and every morning that same God will help us forgive. When I hear people say, Pastor, I can't forgive them, I do understand what they mean too. We can't forgive them the way we've been taught. You see, sometimes our teaching on forgiving others is deficient. We have the idea that forgiveness means something that it does not. When you forgive someone, it does not always mean they must be your best friend for life. In fact, there are some people that continue to walk into toxic situations, 
Meekness is not weakness. To be a forgiving person does not mean you have to daily walk up to someone's kicking machine and take your punishment. That's not what God called you to do. Forgiveness does not take a giant eraser and erase your memory of the past. But what it does is provide you a lens through which to look at your past. The lens is one of compassion and not hurt. You look with mercy and not misery. Forgiveness means you step out of the role of being judge and jury and executioner. Rather, you release all into the hands of a loving and just God. Forgiveness means you allow hurt, anger, the feeling of being wrong and wronged to slip out of the harbor on the high tide of God's love. It means you release the pain. You let go of the hurt. You quit tying it to the dock through talking about it, through reliving it in your mind, through imagining ways to get your revenge. One Sicilian proverb said it well, revenge is a certain season in hell. And that's where some of us find ourselves, in seasons of unforgiveness. It's stretched on longer than any natural season. Summer after summer passes, but you're still lost in this season of revenge, trying to figure out, how do I solve this situation? How can I make them pay? How can they hurt like I've been hurt? Can I tell you this is a season that not only is a season in hell, but it's a season that ends in the lake of fire. For unforgiveness is something eternal. We can't spend our lives like this. We can't give others the power to continue to ruin and dictate our lives. It's time for us to experience a change of seasons. It's time for us to exit this season of vengeance. Here's another metaphor, sword. Another person said it like this, revenge is a double-edged sword with no handle. It cuts its holder more than anyone else. That's why the Bible says it very clearly, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Vengeance is a weapon that you and I are ill-equipped to use. I recently read an article by a Christian author I enjoy reading after named Benjamin Pratt. He tells the story of the passing of his father-in-law, Donald Bosserman. The doctor had made a terrible mistake, misdiagnosing his problem as ulcers rather than the beginning of colon cancer. Once the correct diagnosis was finally arrived at, it was too late for corrective action. The family urged Donald to file suit and to get some degree of justice, and perhaps even some vengeance. But Donald said no. He called a few family members to his bedside and said, I will not rest peacefully in my grave if my family pursues any action against this doctor. He's human. He made a mistake. It wasn't intentional. I have forgiven him. And if any of you continue to live your life with resentment or to seek revenge, it will ruin your lives. Then he said the words his family would never forget. Resentment is a closet full 
of rusty swords. If you don't forgive, if you persist with resentment and think of vengeance, you will impale yourself on those rusty swords. We make forgiveness oftentimes about the person being forgiven, when really forgiveness is also about the one showing forgiveness and our relationship with God. When I think of the cross, sometimes I picture it as the hilt of a sword buried in earth, and it makes me remember that it is God who judges and not me. It is God who will exact retribution, not me. The only thing left to be said are the words of Jesus. If we live by the sword, we die by the sword. But if you bury the sword at Calvary, then death becomes life. How about another metaphor? Prison. Do you remember the story of the unforgiving servant that Jesus told? There was this man who owed his master 10,000 talents. One talent, they say, is equivalent to 20 years' wages. This means the man would have to work 200,000 years to pay off the debt that he owed to his master. He begged to be forgiven. The master forgave him. And when he was forgiven, he encountered a fellow servant who owed him 100 pennies. A penny was a day's wages, 100 days' wages. He had the man thrown into prison because he wouldn't repay. And when the master heard of it, he called the man in and said, I forgave you. Didn't you have the decency to forgive others? And so I'm going to throw you into prison as well. And here's the verse that has always troubled me about that story. And yes, I know we don't derive doctrine from parables, and yet we see the ways of the Lord. There's a truth here, and it's a passage that disturbs me. Jesus himself took this from this story. So also, my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. That's a troubling passage of Scripture because I have been forgiven so much. And those of us who have been forgiven much should love a harbor, a season, a prison, a sword. When I forgive, I am saying to the person I forgive, I set you free. I'll never bring it up again. I will never remind you of it. As Lou Smead said, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and to discover that the prisoner was you. I know it's hard. That's why it takes God. God is able to keep you from falling into unforgiveness, falling upon your own rusty sword. Forgiveness is about your well-being. If you're showing forgiveness, it helps the other person to rise above and to achieve the image of God in their life and its fulfillment, then that's an added blessing. But the basic primary blessing and benefit is what forgiveness does for you. It sets you free. Dennis Jones once said at the end of the day, forgiveness is really not for the other person's benefit at all. It's for our own. Regardless of how 
illogical it may seem at times, it is through this unconditional forgiveness that we surrender our past to the past, and we enter the present, freeing ourselves to stand in that infinite light that knows how to heal our deepest and most painful wounds. Our forgiving others does not change the past, but it makes today more meaningful, and it makes the future far brighter. We live toward the end of time. God is calling each and every one of us in the field. He is calling us all to use our unique talents and abilities. He has equipped us. He has enabled us. He has given us graces of the Spirit that need to be utilized in these closing moments of time. If the enemy has tried to convince you, and I know that he has, that you're beyond your prime, that you have nothing that anyone wants, that you're a rusting relic in the junkyard of time, I'm here to say the enemy is a liar. God has amazing things in store for you. It's time. It's time to exit that prison. It's time to be set free by the name of Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb, through the authority of His Word. It's time to face up to those hurts in the past and to the people who have hurt us and say the most wonderful words that they can hear and that your own ears can hear. I set you free. I set you free. And in so doing, I am setting myself free. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.